Yo, yo, what is up, guys? It is Blacks in the Corner back here for another podcast episode. I'm your host today, Jalen or Jalen the Alien or Jalen the Extraterrestrial. You never know. But I'm going to let the crew introduce themselves. Go ahead, y'all. Hi, I'm Sarai. Ew. Hey, y'all. What's up? It's Kayla. Hey, it's your girl, Tasia, period. It's your girl, T in the effort, effort cut. What's good, y'all? It's your boy, Jalen, a.k.a. J. Got a Blast, a.k.a. The Funny One, a.k.a. The Jokey One, a.k.a. That Boy, yeah. You gotta be extra with it. Anyways, y'all boys, the topic of this episode today is mental health. So um, I'm going to let you guys think on that for a second, you know, mental health. What does that mean to you, you know? And we're going to get right into the first question. First question is, what does mental health look like to you? Go ahead. Good mental health or bad mental health? It can be either or. I'll leave the discussion open. Bad mental health to me is like, you just you stop caring about everything like everything to you is just is sad and um i would say like always stressing always having that attitude being sad and just being a bad vibe in general you know i'm sorry i'm not talking about you i know you do this but i'm not talking about you okay i'm just saying like that's just that's that's what i think bad mental is now good mental i'll say you know Keep yourself uplifted, you know, not talking down to yourself, being positive, keeping everyone around you and everything, you know, in the good spirits. Yeah, that's, that's what I got to say. Yes, um, I agree. Bad mental health. Yo, let me tell you, I was the definition of bad mental health. College was on the edge last semester of college. I wanted to end it all metaphorically and literally um I did not want to do anything please don't make that face because we all know this um I did not want to do anything um I really thought that I had no purpose or no more so I didn't know what my purpose was like I was like hey I don't know what it is so you know what since I don't know but (laughs) that's besides the point now I'm doing a lot better I'm you know meditating um praying you know talking to the lord more we we're not here to you know push anybody first of all disclaimer disclaimer i'm not trying to push my religion onto nobody thank you anyways this is about me um anyways i'm getting closer to the lord i'm praying i'm journaling i'm doing better mentally so i got crystals they right here um and i'm just living my life because it's a hot girl summer so i'm trying to you know get it together for hot girl summer that's all thank you yeah i understand where you're coming from Tasia. you know back in middle school wasn't a very good time but we don't break up middle school but um to answer the question what bad mental health looks like to me it looks like a lot of things like everything that Jalen brought up wow but um to answer the question <laughs> mental bad mental health looks like um loss of appetite loss of motive loss of purpose depression um bad mental health 
habits as well. So I'm in FHS leadership at, at my um at my high school and I did I led a meeting about mental health and I brought up some bad mental health um practices and most people are actually kind of shocked to know that most of their mental health habit, habits they do is very bad and negative for you. And it's surprising because so many people out there in the world think that their mental health habits are good. And it's like, no, not eating, that's not good. Sitting and sleeping all day, that's not good. Not being able to talk to people, that's not good. That's all what bad mental health is. You're not pushing yourself to do anything. You're just relapsing in on yourself and you're just looking within and being like, oh, I'm not feeling good. I'm gonna I'm just sleep for the rest of my the rest of my days. Not doing your schoolwork. All those are not good mental health choices. Do better. I'm just kidding. Just stay smart. That's all I have to say. Okay, well, I'm gonna go. I can concur to what uh skinny man is saying. Cause in the beginning of COVID. I, I would, I literally had a loss of appetite. Like I would just not eat. I sleep all day. I have mild depression and anxiety. <laughs> Figures. But um, yeah, that's bad. I'm trying to, you know, go outside, get some oxygen in my brain. Oh, right. I don't know if that is, that's how it works. I don't, I don't know science, bro. But um, Yeah. Uh, good mental health. Since we were just talking about bad, let's just talk about good. Um, <clears throat> um, it's distancing. Okay, well, like a good mental, like calm. Like I can't speak. I can't talk. What I'm trying to say, like a good way to like help your mental health is to like step back like take a breather like take a break like for example i'm taking a break from all of these negroes right now you know it helps my mental health sometimes because i can be a lot everybody else can be a lot like you know what i mean like you know like i'm taking a break from them for a while i'll probably be back probably like by like wednesday i don't know but um yeah take a break take a breather do something that you want to do that makes yourself happy, that makes yourself, you know, yeah, just makes yourself, you know, feel good about yourself, you know, get your nails done, get your hair done, do something, do something with yourself, girl, you cooling, but yeah, that's what good mental health looks like to me. <laughs> Anybody else? Oh, go ahead, T. Go ahead, girl. I think bad mental health looks like being stuck Mm. like you can't move and you're Mm. not progressing that's bad mental health or like you're not growing like you're just there like when we think about depression you just sitting in the bed you just there Mm -hmm. not moving not doing nothing productive nothing like that there whereas good mental health means that you're progressing means that you're moving forward with your life and like growing as a person and like doing things to help you do that yeah jay 
Go ahead. All right. Okay. Can you hear me? Okay. I have a question for y'all. Would y'all say like maturing and growing up, but still dealing with the same habits that you did before, before like improving your mental health, would you say that's still signs of like bad mental health? It is. Repeat the it question. Is. The question. Yeah. yeah. I slow. I slow. <laughs> right. We know. Right. We know. Um, but what did I say? I said, do you um do you would y'all say growing up and like maturing, but still having the same habits that you had before that was still negative? Is that signs of bad mental health? Yes. Yes. Okay, you're growing up physically. You're maturing physically, but you're not maturing mentally. No, but what if what if you're the same like maturing and mentally and physically, but you're still like having those same habits in the past? That's still bad bad mental health, son. They cancel each other out. I was just asking the question. I I know, but I'm just saying it's canceling each other out. There's no point. All right. Um, Trigger warning. Um, To be honest, I'm thinking, like, if you can mentally grow and physically grow as a person and still have the same habits, yes, you're, you're still growing, but there's still that tug and that pull at you because you still have those negative mental health habits let's say um let's say you're an athlete you're for the swim team and on a swim team you have to be a certain size a certain height a certain weight and to be a good swimmer you force yourself to throw up you don't eat a lot and you're trying to lower your weight and you're trying to get everything so you can stay on the team and still be a good swimmer Technically, yeah, you're going to become a good swimmer, but there are still negative repercussions of that. Anorexia has a, I don't know the percentage exactly, but it's a very high rate that you won't overcome it. People go to the hospital and the doctors cannot feed them. They have to stick a tube in their stomach to force them to eat. So what you're saying is it's like you're growing up and like maturing, but you're slowly doing it like it's a slow process um i'm saying yes you're still growing up and still being a mature person but you still have those icky sticky ties to you (laughs) you still have those icky sticky ties to you that are negative mental health habits so you're not growing as much as you should because those Things they still grab it at you. They still come here, boy. Grab it at you, like the dog down the street. Go ahead, T. Um, I think it depends on what the habits were or are. Um, yeah. So you never really specified what that was. So I think that it really just depends on the habits. Um, yeah. Um, can I just say, Jalen, everything you was saying just now, um, that's an episode of Glee in season five. I just wanted to say that. Oh, I I had no idea. Thank you. Though. All right. I'm going to move on with the next question. All right. Ooh, a nice one. What does mental health look like in the Black community? I'll go first. Um... A lot of times the older generation does not believe that mental health exists. 
Um, speaking from personal experience, um, I grew up in a church. Yeah, I'm a PK. Year. Um, and <laughs> and a lot of the older people then do not think that mental health, like depression or anxiety, exists. And so, because they do not think that it exists, we got kids out here that can't talk to nobody. Because at the end of the day, your family is like supposed to be your support system, like at the end of the day. So if you cannot talk to your family, like that leads to communication issues. I struggle with the communication and communicating my emotions for the longest, because a lot of times the black community sees you trying to communicate your emotions as weakness. And for some reason, being vulnerable is a weakness and nobody wants to talk like literally i've never seen like my like family be like vulnerable with each other like it's very much taboo it's very much ew icky you know so yeah that's my take thank you go ahead um jalen um so i wanted to say something it kind of pertains to the black community, but yeah, yeah, it does. So some of you may know, doctors back in the day used to think that black folk didn't feel pain. If you didn't know that, they wouldn't give anesthesia to certain people. And if you come in with a mental case, they think you're crazy. There was this video that was surfing, surfacing on the interwebs where this dude was, um, he had an anxiety attack, I think, or a panic attack, and he was in the hospital. And this white nurse was telling him, oh, you're, you're okay, you're fine, you're, you're clearly talking, you're clearly breathing, because he said he couldn't breathe, but it's not, when you're having a panic attack, you can breathe, you can breathe, but your brain is firing all those neurons and telling you that you can't breathe, you're taking, you're, and you also have ventilation, so you're not getting as much oxygen as you could, so your brain, your brain is going to panic even more, but this white nurse was telling this dude oh you're fine you're fine you're clearly talking right you're clearly breathing oh you're just here for drugs you're just here for drugs and I was like what she lost her job by the way but I was just taking it back because let's bring up police bring up police every single every single case I've seen where a black person is having a mental crisis in the people in in the family calls the police for assistance for assistance not to arrest them just for assistance the police either come up shoot them or hurt them in some way and i'm just like because it just it don't make sense to me because like mental health is not like what they just says mental health is not taken very seriously in um in the black community, and, and it pisses me off because you know, talking to my mom about my mom's depression, she can be like, she'll look at me, like, boy, you all right? Go depress them dishes, <laughs> right? Go depress them Bro. dishes, and I'm just like, uh, I probably have so many undiagnosed diseases because of the voices. I'm just kidding. Um, I probably have ADHD to be completely honest, but we don't bring that up. And it's just like they don't take it very seriously. And also, it's a systematic thing because systematically, 
statistically black people, black communities are very poor and they cannot, you know, go out and get therapy because therapy is expensive, very expensive. And so in these poor communities where you have guns, drugs, all these things, no one can cope. The coping mechanism is drugs. The coping mechanism is the hood. The coping mechanism is whatever it is. And some people don't win that battle because they don't have the resources available. Go ahead, T. Yeah, so I wanted to piggy- I wanted to piggyback off what you said because like I always say, everything stems back from racism. And you know what? Everything really sorry, get out my mouth. Dang. Anyway, so sorry, y'all. Everything stems back from um racism and then sl- everything stems back from slavery. Everything stems back from racism. And really what it all comes down to is everything stems from white supremacy. There, I said it. Let me get into it. So basically, you know, I often think about like how like we've been going undiagnosed how many of us have been like going undiagnosed and like how we don't get taken like seriously or anything like that like I saw this lady on twitter black twitter and best side of you on and (laughs) she was like she got um diagnosed she got diagnosed with ADHD at the age of 31 yeah at 31 and then like we've had conversations at like my old job Frankie's I don't work there no more and I'm not slandering y'all so don't do too much lawyers but at my old job with Frankie's and I'm not going to say no names so at my old jobs with Frankie's and like college students have been white women college students have been like diagnosed with like ADHD at like an older age and stuff like that so it's just really mind bottling like how all this has like stemmed from racism and like how <laughs> it's really mind-boggling how like all like so much things have stemmed from racism it's crazy okay well i'm gonna speak um um yeah uh, my, I think my therapy is like $100 each session. So it's like very expensive. And that's why I think so. Yeah, I think so. it's $100. Yeah. Um. So like, I'm grateful that I have a family who can financially like provide that for me because child, whoa, am I right? But um, yeah, Black mental health in the black community, like therapy, it's non-existent because like Jalen said, it costs a lot of money and we're poor because of, well, <laughs> gentrification, you know what I mean? Um, but we're not going to get into that. This is the episode. But, um, uh-uh. But, um, yeah. Uh, it's mental health in the black community, in my opinion, like it's existent, but it's also non-existent at the same time because like Tasia said there's a one half of the black community that's older folk and it's like like oh like they don't believe in mental health and like the other half is like our generation is like mental health is important we need therapy and back to what Tasia said about like to like you know like well Christianity in general 
I can't stand when people say, mind you, I am a Christian. I can't stand when people say, oh, you should talk to God about it. I need someone to look me in my eye and tell me what's going on. I That's just me. I need somebody to look me in my eye and tell me stuff. Because, I mean, yeah, I pray to him. I'll, yeah, of course I do. But it's also like, I just need someone to, I just need someone to like talk to me face to face. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. Like of course God is. You know, hey, don't God. forgive me because that's what I be doing. Because <laughs> I don't like talking to people. I be talking to God. I don't like talking um, to people. Yeah. So that's my opinion. I just need somebody to talk to me face to face. That's not saying I'm not grateful for what God has done for me. Please, what my family has went through. Um, yeah, I'm grateful. I think within like the POC community slash black community, I feel like there's that half that doesn't believe in like mental health, and then there's that half that like believes in it, but don't think it's really that important within your life, you know? So like um within my family, they know mental health is a big thing and they know that it really takes a toll on people's lifestyle, but I feel like the conversation doesn't really be brought up that that much within like people's lives and if you're like young and you feel like you're going through this type of stuff you should actually talk to like your parents or somebody about it and actually get yourself checked out because if you don't maybe when you get older in your lifestyle it could take a toll on your life and the next thing you know you mess up in the head and you look crazy in the world so that's that's my take i feel like it's it's noticeable but people don't really pay attention to it as they should Okay, so I just had a thought, like, when I think about funerals, um, when I think about funerals and, like, back funerals, I don't know about y'all, but, like, what's it called, like, the thing after the funeral? Repass. The repass? Maybe drinking. (laughs) Maybe smoking. (laughs) Playing cards, making bets and stuff like that. (laughs) I always always wonder why they do that, too. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't go to much funerals, but I it it I think it's a way for people to like cope and you know grieve. Is like people do other things because like alcoholism is depressant, so I think that's a way for people to do other things. But what I will say is that um, a way that black people that was bad mental health, okay? But like the way that like black people have good mental health, I would say is like we like get our hair done like I don't know about now but like back in the day when I first was getting a perm like that was like an all-day event like (laughs) getting your hair done getting a perm that was like an all-day event if you just getting like mm, catered to and like looking good and stuff like that and like when I got older I was able to like get like a mani-pedi and stuff like that um so I think that's like a good way that like good mental health and like self-care shows up in um the black community. Oh, and also wash days. Wash days on a, always on a Sunday for me is like mm, also a good day, you know, just and you well, I mean, not no more. You ain't got no hair. Yeah, I don't have no hair anymore, but <laughs> when I had hair and when I grow it back, Sundays, oh, 
you know, I try to do it now. But Sundays are like a good thing. You know, you like deep condition your hair, get out the shower, watch like your favorite show and stuff like that, eat your favorite snacks. Like it's a really good time. So yeah, I think that people, I think that black people have like their pros and cons to, to dealing with um, mental health. I could go. Okay, I, I have um something, I guess a question towards y'all. So you know how you have like those people that like when they're around people, they're all happy and they're smiling and everything. But then when they're by themselves, they're so like deep and dark and just sad and depressed. And how T was talking about like how like, after the repast of funerals and everything, people are always like drinking, partying, having fun, playing games and everything. Do y'all think that's like a way of them to like show people that like, oh yeah, it's not really bothering me. But then when they're all by themselves, it actually hits them and everything. Like they're actually fully down. Do y'all think that's why they do it? Or is it just their way of coping? Well, coming from somebody that does the exact same thing, like when I'm around y'all, I'm happy. And sh- but like when I'm by myself, I'm like. I thought you meant who does the exact same thing. I drink and I smoke at the funerals. I was going to be like, uh-oh. Of course that would be you to take But um, But um, yeah, like coming from someone who does the exact same thing, it's just that, in my opinion, like, like the Black community, I don't know about everybody, but I'm just saying in general, we have to mask everything because we need to seem as strong. You know what I mean? Like, we need to be seen as strong. Like, you know, like, ev- for example, like, every time when there's, like, a movement going on, we have to be the first ones to step up and speak up you know what i mean but it's like we still have like our own like trauma to deal with so it's like like yeah it's a literally it's literally a facade that we put on at least that i put on because y'all because shoot i'm <laughs> Um, okay, so I, I too do the same thing. I'm not like depressed or sad or anything, but I do have my moments where like when I'm around people, I'll be smiling, you know, I'm all happy and everything. But then when I get by myself, I don't know what it is, but I get like a whole euphoria vibe and I just seem so down and everything, like lights go off, get them blue lights, listen to that music, and I'm just I feel sad, but I don't think it's like I don't know. I just want to reply back to you and share our similarities because we're just alike. Um, for me personally, like when I'm around people, well, my friends, I should say, it's more so because I'm out. I'm in a more positive environment when I'm at home and, you know, I'm in the home now. So let me chill out because I don't want to get kicked out. They kind of crazy. But <laughs> when I'm at home, I stay in my room because that's where nobody bothers me. Every time I decide to step out of my room, let me turn off my thing. Turn off. Okay. Every time I decide to step out of my room, I am always getting antagonized by my family members. And I, and I also put it towards like, because I'm the oldest. So like, I have like a lot of responsibilities and like the whole being the oldest really is like, like the old, especially oldest daughters, shout out to the oldest daughters, clap it up for them because baby, mm. but 
being the oldest and being like the oldest daughter like I'm always being like what's the word I'm always being judged that everybody and um that did take a toll on me mentally like and because I had to grow up so fast when I was younger it really like messed me up I'm not gonna lie to you so when I'm out with my friends like literally I can be myself like for the longest my family don't know they still don't know I got depression so if they listen to this hey y'all I got depression um the most they know, <laughs> the most they know is that I have social anxiety but like even when I had like when I came out about like oh I have anxiety like and they made me go like you know get tested and stuff they were like saying like get over it like get over it get over it you need to get over it so yeah when I'm outside I'm chilling with my friends and it's a good time because nine times out of ten all of my friends are also mentally ill one and two my friends are like because I can't afford therapy I'm broke because I'm a college student, my friends are like my therapist because we, we be going through the same things. Literally, my older friends, not because y'all are younger, but my older friends, we're all the oldest child and we all have similar living situations. So yeah, we cope together. We are, our, we are each other's coping me- mechanisms, period. Thank you. That's it, that's it. Teju. Yes, what you said, I'm pretty sure all of us can relate. I know I know that some of us aren't like the oldest, but the part where you was like us having to grow up fast and all the responsibilities that we have, I feel like that takes a toll on a lot of young, young adults, I can say. It's just like y'all are forcing us to grow old, like grow up really fast when like we're not really ready yet. We just turned like 16, 17, 18, and we try y'all trying to force us to grow up like why though why though we're still trying to like figure out life and everything we're still young but you you definitely hit the hit the hit the spot with the like going to friends because like they y'all i would say my friends they help me a lot um with what i go through i always go to them when i have like a problem i always talk to them about everything and although sometimes they get on my nerves with their responses it actually helps me and i actually like take into consideration what they say and everything so uh, shout out to the friends out there. Thanks, y'all. Go um, ahead, Kayla. Oh, Jay, I'm pretty sure you know why we're forced to grow up. I'm. I think you know why. Um, you know I'm the elevator don't go up. Can you? Lastly, <laughs> <can you>, um, <laughs> yeah, I for the people Hello. because they're black. Lol. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do I do think that has something to do with it. I feel like they want us to grow up and be ready for the world because you know we already we already gotta deal with like the stuff that happened in the past and the stuff that's going on right now. So do y'all think like they're trying to make us grow so we're ready for what the world has in store for us like young black kings and queens coming up, or do y'all think it's just I yes, wanna get you ready yes. for the world in general? Absolutely. I feel like it has to be both at the same time, to be honest. Yes. Um, me personally, for all the black teens, go ahead, girl. Oh, go ahead. Go sorry, ahead. go ahead, teacher. Okay, okay. For all the black teens out there, I'm sorry if this offends you, but shut it up right <clears> now. <throat> shut it up right now. About to say, yeah, don't even say it. You have to be very naive in a world like this about what we're going through if you do not think our parents are making us grow up faster because we are black. 
This road is hard for us. We are the most disliked people on earth. So you, That's a broad statement. I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm about to say I wouldn't say we're the most disliked, but I would say we're on like, you know, that we either way we up there. We're up there. Okay. Either way, we're up there as one of the most, not most, but one of the I top. Feel like the top people. is Iraq. Them people over there because they really Kayla. be messing with them, bro, and they throw. Oh, Shut up! Cut that out! Cut that out! Cut that out! Shut your mouth! Shut your mouth! Cut the mic! Um, I got so I will say oh, that that's a broad, that's a broad statement. statement. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't. Uh, what is what is it? I wouldn't put it in like a certain category. I would literally say pretty much majority of POCs are part of the most most hate. Okay, yeah. Either way, we're targeted, and we need to grow up fast. So don't be naive. Thank you. That's that's. I'm just going to end it right there. Uh, D. Somebody, I need to say something. My hand be raised. My hand raised too. Dang, your camera's off. Tasia, your camera off. Yes, my camera is off. Real quick. So we can't see. Go ahead, Tasia. It's lagging right now. Anyways, what real quick um about this whole growing up fast thing. Um, I had to grow up fast because I live in a I was in a single parent home. (laughs) Um, and I had two younger siblings, and they were both like crib baby. Well, not crib babies, but like my sister was a crib baby, and my brother was like bear like just leaving that phase of sleeping in a crib so I had to grow up fast because I had to take care of my siblings and um my mom had to work multiple jobs so yeah I had that's why I had to grow up fast um now the whole like being more cautious of my surroundings that and being more cautious of like my blackness that happened when I was like in fourth grade um but like the whole growing up fast yes I mean it has to do with us being black because like but okay to be honest that's not because the, that's us growing up fast because we're black has nothing to do with like our parents or anything but it has everything to do with how society sees us because literally as soon as we start hitting puberty i'm talking about you know as soon as we start hitting puberty and you know like for me personally like when i started getting cur- curves and stuff like the we that's because literally white people have always sexualized black women and so because of that general generational trauma our mothers and our grandmothers are like girl don't wear too tight clothes so it's all because of white people or now it's seen as something Jalen, is your statement about to be about um what did we talk about you Dylan. The two of us. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so sorry. I just yeah, I was gonna talk about. We was talking about. You know, uh, it was way back in the conversation because I've been I've been having my hand up for a while, but you know, um, I knew I was gonna talk about. I was gonna talk about. We're talking about systematic, systematic. Taylor was talking about her friends and how she acts you know what he can't remember y'all he can't remember y'all i can't remember but it's like the, the, the whole the thing i was gonna talk about in the past now y'all don't, y'all don't talk about right, so there's no point of backtracking okay <laughs> okay you black mom um but, can we pause for a second um, um damn i think lagging like fuck um, 
attention, hand, raise. Use the hand raise tool, please. It'll make everything go so much smoother. I can't even see what hand raise tool y'all niggas talking about. Uh, Under reactions, friend. Under reactions. I don't have the hand raise feature. Jayla, turn the camera. Uh-uh. Jayla, turn the camera. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But mine doesn't have that. Mine doesn't have What is that in the background? What is you probably that will be you in the next couple years now. Don't don't do me. Don't do me. This happens every single episode, bro. Mm. Um, like I said, use your hand with tool. Uh, are we done with that topic, or are we gonna go with the next question? Oh, say my um thing. Go ahead, say your piece. All right, so this is me saying my piece, and um, I'm gonna say yeah. So basically, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I necessarily felt like being forced to grow up because of being black from my family. Um, I am the oldest child. First of all, I have a humble brag. I'm like the oldest, like, grandchild, oldest. Same period. You know, I'm the, I'm the, I started all this, you know what I'm saying? But (laughs) anyways, Mm, if you a family member and you um listening to this um don't mind me anyways so yeah I feel like I had to grow up because of those things like me even like with me and my sister like we're nine years apart so um I kind of had to grow up and be like uh I'm a mother figure is a stretch, but like a role model. Yeah, I had to grow up because I needed to be a role model. Me and all my cousins, since I'm like the firstborn, and my parents had me when they were like 21 and 23, I think. So, yeah, um, I had to be a role model. And like, I didn't get cousins or anything like that until like later down the line so I feel like I had to grow up because of that and just like being the first everything like and your cousins literally being babies and stuff like that like you have to like create a foundation and like when they're like down in the dumps and stuff like that like they have to come to you and just like you have to be there yeah um so I didn't necessarily feel the need to grow up my parents never like pushed me and like give me tough love because I was like black or anything and it was like well somebody don't treat you like this um how'd it be oh shoot <laughs> well, it was like you better be lucky I'm the one treating like this or you can go out in the world and they gonna treat you never I never really got that um yeah but I will speak on loss of innocence and I think there's a difference between loss of innocence and being forced to grow up because you're black. Um, I got a loss of innocence because I had to. 
Um, because society saw me different and I saw that at a very young age with microaggressions and stuff like that. So I definitely had a lost innocence. Um, but I still felt like I got my childhood and I wasn't forced to grow up. Okay. Kayla. Um, I feel like it's different for like different years, so say. Because, like, for y'all, I think it's completely understandable because I could, I, I could say that my sister feels the same way that you and Tasha feel on how having to grow up to take care of your younger siblings. But, like, also back in the day, it was different because it was because they were Black. And I feel like now that's really coming back after 2020 of how most of us out there, you know, getting put down, like, we're animals more and more every day. And I feel like now we're having, it's being taught all over again. We have to grow up quicker we have to understand this to make sure we know before we go out there into that world of people who are bringing back the same problems that were back in the day and it's just like a cycle an endless cycle that's going to just keep going over and over again so I think it's like different for each year or decade or whatever this Um, is true oh my bad to piggyback off off of what both T and Kayla said for me like personally like I really didn't I really didn't have um like a childhood so to speak because of the fact that you know I was busy watching my siblings and even now like I barely had like a high school life because I was out here watching Aubrey and Riley so it was like I really didn't have like a childhood whereas kids are not like kids like you know in the younger generation and even y'all you know y'all are losing y'all's innocence y'all's innocence because literally um y'all grew up with black people like just dying out of nowhere because for me personally like I didn't really I thought everything was all kumbaya until like Trayvon Martin got killed and that happened in like fourth grade. Was that in fourth grade? Yeah, like in fourth grade. And so even then, like, right, my cousin Riley, she's four. And now she's like, you know, she's already having to like really, she's already like, we're gonna have to tell her about this stuff because again, George Floyd happened, Ahmaud Aubrey happened, Breonna Taylor happened, all these people got killed. And this girl, my cousin is four. And Aubrey's eight. Well, no, she's nine now. So it's like kids are, I feel like black ki- black kids are losing their innocence earlier and earlier in um, life because of the, what's the word? The, um, what's the word, Jesus? Um, the, the, um, how frequent, there we go. How frequent, um, we're being, you know, mistreated and disrespected in this country. Thank you. That's all. Um, I was gonna you know, just follow on the train here, piggyback off what y'all saying. My childhood was pretty chill, to be honest. I was just living my life. We were very fortunate. You know, we didn't live in the suburbs, you know. I remember most of my childhood being in the trailer park. You know, in a trailer park, you, you get a lot of people. You get some of the Hispanic side. You get some of the 
white side. You get some of the peel, a bunch of the POC side. So you know, I was pretty um, like I was open, seeing a lot of things, but I never comprehended it. You know, years don't. Tiana, I just talk about that. Y'all grown, <laughs> but um, I, I didn't um. I could, you could say I was kind of forced to grow up. I feel like I wasn't. I'm gonna go back to middle school. Middle school, freshman, freshman, sixth grade, Jalen. Sixth grade, Jalen. We was just, I was just being Jalen. I was just being me. But as time went on and on and on, I realized, damn, I have to live up to something. Society has taught me that I have to live with something. I have to be this certain type of, I have to be this certain type of black boy, this black man. I can be a hood nigga. I can be a, a gangbang nigga. I can be a regular sport playing nigga. I can be a smart nigga. And it was just certain categories and pe- people expecting me to fit into it. I was just like, I don't want to do that. Why do I have to fit into a certain category? I'm me and my own person. And sometimes I lose myself, you know? I'm like, hmm. Are are we? Was are you done? Your thought, <laughs> Jalen. Damn. See, no, I'm you. just making sure. Are you okay? You okay? <laughs> you okay, friend? Oh yeah, I'm straight. You oh, okay, yeah, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. You ain't gotta worry about. Okay. No. Okay. Well, well you but done, yeah. Jalen? Yeah. Sorry. I want. I'm gonna go. Um. I had to grow up very fast because um, my sister was always in the hospital and I'd always have to take care of her and my mom. My brothers are older than me. They're 18. They don't know how to do Jack. So I was the one who had to take care of the house, who had to cook, who had to clean. I, I was, I was, I was never a child. I was never a child. I didn't have a childhood. Right now, all because of COVID, I have a little bit more freedom. I wouldn't go nowhere. I'm sorry. So can you explain? it's like what, after you're done, can you explain what your freedom means? Freedom means I, I I get to go out with friends. That's what freedom is. Oh, okay. I, I, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your right, freedom I know, mean? Right? <laughs> What'd you say? What's your freedom mean? Can you explain why you need to be free? I'm sorry. Exactly. I'm, I'm quite lost. <laughs> um, because I don't like my household. I don't get me the f- out. <laughs> so it's like it's like, huh? I said, mm. continue. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so it's like, it's just like people in my house. It's like. <laughs> it's like I just can't like there's so many factors to me like I was never nurtured as a child because I always had to grow up I'm way beyond my years I'm an adult I was never nurtured I was I was I was never a kid I had to start cooking when I was like 11 13 for my siblings for my brothers who are 18 and don't know how to do jack I was I was a literal parent to them. Was they 18 at the time you started cooking and everything? Or were they like still? No. 
I'm saying they're 18, they're 18 now and don't know how to do anything. I have to tell them to take out the trash. If y'all are using the trash on the phone, you don't know how to take out the trash, nigga? Yes. <laughs> so it's like, I'm the youngest. I'm the youngest of the family. And I and I act like a parent. That's not a childhood, babe. It's not. So it's like, and I tell my mom this all the time. She brushes it off. So it's like, do you really want me as a kid or do you want me as a slave? Because literally my therapist literally told me that you are not Harriet. Huh? Yeah. What? So- wait, wait, wait. I don't know what to do. Sarai, Sarai, Sarai. What? Talk about again. Can I can I just say something? Pause, can, can I just say first. something? Tasia had her hand up. Oh first. yeah, go ahead, Tasia. Yeah. Um, I was wait, Jay. Is this about to be something short and sweet, or is this about to be like, oh, well then you can go first, and then I'll I'll go. Um, I just want to say, Sarai, I know that you like, like, started doing all this stuff at like a young age, but you do know you're about to be eighteen too, right? I feel like you doing that stuff at a young age was just preparing you. I feel like you now have an advantage of bettering yourself or, or being ready for a better lifestyle with growing up and everything Uh-oh. i do you you matured faster than most people around your age don't you think that's like a good thing than a negative thing no it is an advantage but the shitty side to it is i never i never had a childhood that's what i'm going to i never had a childhood because of that that's why that's where i'm getting at i praise the lord i know how to cook a meal now whoever i marry finna be woo you know what i mean they're gonna be happy but it's like, I never had a childhood because of that. Because of that training. I never had a childhood. So, yeah. Uh, to answer your question, Jay, you're going to turn out like me. Um, <laughs> you're going to turn out like me. No, that's to answer your question. The whole, like, preparing your children. Don't you think that's prepare- preparation for life? Child, you're going to end up like me. Because one thing about it is, bruh, okay yeah yeah yeah. teach me how to do because there are some people out here who don't know how to do laundry and who don't know how to cook scrambled eggs and who don't know how to like make a bed yeah 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 yeah. but my um i shouldn't be having to clean up the entire house i at 10 years old should not be having to clean up the entire house or like right exactly i shouldn't be sorry tasia you're fine but like watching everybody's kids like that's that's not what that's not preparation that's servitude anyways but um to go off of what sarai said about never being nurtured yeah your your girl ain't never really been like nurtured and the one thing about the black community is that like they really think that like money solves all problems being that like they will literally buy 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 and um my father is one person that does this. Shout out to him if you're listening to this. Hey, but um, yeah, he um, <laughs> he is the main one that does this. Like, he thinks that buying me stuff can replace the years that he missed out on, which is kind of trash. Like, bruh, like, and it's done to a point where I really don't like spending time with him, or like, I really don't like 
hugging him because like I feel like it's performative and he's done this multiple times everything about him is like performative to be honest if we're being honest here um but like money does not solve all problems black people hey money does not money does not replace the emotional availability like for your children like you being emotionally unavailable is very like como se dice hurtful for your children at the end of the day like come on let's get it together because if you're emotionally unavailable that's teaching your kids to be emotionally unavailable i.e mean i don't have i have a lack of empathy i really don't be caring about people because nobody really i learned it from i learned it from my parents the apple does not fall far far from the tree so um yeah like let's get let's i ain't sugarcoating sugarcoating nothing no more let's be real y'all like to get mad when we don't tell y'all anything about our lives and then when we try to tell you about our lives it's always get over it oh you'll be okay oh i've been through worse can we normalize that everybody is different and that we go through is not the same as what you go through just because you could handle it say it louder baby they also they also be like oh you you don't you don't need to be going through this stuff you too young you don't shut up because shut up something if i it i said i'm depressed right so let's let's take it let if i was hey come on me and t have talked about this if i was really really on the edge I would not be here. And my thing is, like, a lot of people like to downplay how we feel. And it's very trash. My thing is, if I'm comfortable enough telling you about this, then you should at least have enough common decency to be like, oh, and try to, like, help me cope. And that's why a lot of kids want to go off the grid. And that's why a lot of kids end up putting y'all in nursing homes. Because we don't want to deal with that. So pick your poison. I can either be a lifetime burden or a lifetime blessing. Pick one. Thank you. Um, I also feel like it's like they're doing the same thing their parents did to them. And it's kind of reflecting onto us. Generational trauma. Like, this is yeah. a new generation. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you something and then you go tell the whole family. And then they talk to me and be like, I'm like, how did you find out? This is a you know, it's kind of like, okay. Yeah, my my therapist said that. It's like, it's like you know, like, oh, sorry, Jalen, go ahead. You had your hand up the whole time. Go ahead, Jalen. Damn. This meeting is going to be like two hours. <laughs> I mean, this day is going to be two hours. So, um, what I was going to say was, you know, I feel bad for y'all. I do because I'm not that type of like lately, in my older teenage years, I haven't been that way with my mother or like my family. Like you know, when I was little, you know, I tell them everything. But then I soon learned. I just that's a, that's a blessing to have, actually. Sorry, Julie, but that's a blessing. Thank you. I just don't be talking. Like I don't, I just don't talk to my family. I don't. I, I wish me and my mother, me and my mother were real close, but you know, me and my mother are not real close, and it's like. We will probably will be eventually, but I'm not really close with really nobody. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, 
she was on the phone the other day and she was like, my, my brother Zion, my sister, they're like, them niggas just this, this, that. And but Jalen, Jalen's so good. You know when Jalen having a bad day because Jalen don't be talking to nobody. He just be chilling. He just, he's quiet. Like, Jalen don't be talking. Jalen just gonna be, Jalen say, hi, hello, how you doing? Jalen don't never have bad days. And I'm just like, I have bad days. There's some days I have bad days. But the thing is, I have healthy coping mechanisms. I don't go to people about my problems because I'm just kidding. I don't go about people. I don't go to people about my problems because I feel as though there's nobody else who can help me besides me. I'd be able to help myself. And that is another factor of growing up too early, being too self-sufficient. I'm a very self-sufficient person. If I wanted to, I can leave this house. Work at Pizza Hut every damn day, making money, thousand dollars a week. Buy me a crib by myself. I can be a self-sufficient person, but I'm not gonna do that. No. That's one thing that I did take away is I'm just too, I'm too self-sufficient that I just don't need people. And I'm just like, damn. I don't mean to push nobody away, but it's just I do me, you do you. We got different timelines. I go my way, you go their way, and we probably meet up in the middle sometime, but then you you know it's like, so a, it's like DNA. <laughs> is, is it really healthy is it because you just said that like that's a healthy like coping mechanism but is it though you just it might be healthy stuff. towards him just maybe not others talking is medicine period because he literally well, no he literally just said like that's a problem i'm too self-sufficient so if it's a problem is it healthy thank you that's my question probably probably not because i love y'all but if something would have come about and we broke apart we break apart if me and jalen get into it one day real bad and we not friends no more we not friends no more if me and miss tyle get into an argument and i'm not in shows no more i'm not in shows you name names you name names you name names because i can't name names not when the person you name and what listens what's she gonna do that's 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 just an example. Hey, girl. Don't, we're not just going to get into that. That's just but an example. Me, me, just exactly. Dang. That's Damn. Just the oh, it's not that slow. Yeah, he's just being cautious, just okay? He's People just like to leave on the trees. They they fall away. They you fall off. Some people like branches. They stick around for a good time, but usually they break apart. But when you get some good people in your life, they become roots. Then people you can keep forever. That's a rough incision, but you know that's what I, I mean. That's what I believe. Some people are roots. Some people are branches. Some people are trees. I feel like y'all are roots. Sometimes I feel like branches. I just be like pick your point. But, you know, it is what it is. Does anybody else... Can we start a um, new one? Why? Why? Because we got five minutes left. Okay. No, I I just texted. I thought we should end it right here after what Jalen said. After that quote. We're not Mm -hmm. done.
And a whole question. We got a whole we question. We got another question left, babe. Yes. Let's check. We probably answered it. Hold on, let me check. Nigga, this shit too long, bro. <laughs> I love y'all, my God. I'm trying to put. You can leave. You know what? Yeah, uh, we should do the shutting meeting and then finish it off at the beginning of it because yeah, we basically fine. already answered the last question. So let's go to a new meeting. Not so until uh, get any. Shut the fuck up. Everybody hush. Go Damn. ahead, sir. Damn. Thank you. Can we uh, end this meeting, start the meeting, and then we're going to get some final thoughts if anybody has any, and then we'll go ahead and end it out. Okay, friend. Thank you. Last question, my friends, that I have for you here today. How can you, you, improve on your mental health? That can be some of your mental health habits or some habits you think others should adopt, maybe. Go ahead, Mr. Holmes. Please don't put my government on there. Everyone knows me as Jalen, a.k.a. Jager Blast, a.k.a. The Joker One. Bye, um, bye, bye. You belong in <laughs> Shut up. Okay. Um, so, personally, I think you could do a whole bunch of things to, like, improve your mental health. But at the end of the day, it's up to you to really, like, improve. You go talk to people. Um, you can communicate and everything, but at the end of the day, it's your choice to really improve your mental health. So it's really up to you. That's how I see it. You could do a lot, but if you don't want to do it mentally, then it's probably not going to get done. But that's that's my take on it. Go ahead, T. Ways to improving your health. Um, okay, so like I said, and maybe the video that y'all will see on our Instagram, because I sent it to Tasia. Um, one way that I have been improving on my mental health is like getting outside. Like, um, so when was this? A few weeks ago, I guess. I went to NOLA, New Orleans, and I didn't realize how much the pandemic has been like taking a toll on like my mental health and stuff like that. Um, Like I actually am kind of like a social person and stuff like that. And it felt really good to just like be around some other people. I mean, they were half drunk and half high, but it felt, (laughs) it felt good being around like some people that were like in high energy. And then like I went to a food truck festival this past weekend and it just felt good being around again others with like high energy and like high spirits and just really just being outside or kicking it with some friends like it felt really good or like I know we sometimes we get up like we um get together like we had karaoke and that always is like puts me in like high spirits and stuff like that so um I would say one way that you can like improve your mental health or me would be being more social um, for me personally, um, I have been like kind of what's the word re rekindling my whole spiritual journey, not not only with God but like with myself and my own like spirituality and meditating and like just like in the morning like when the sun is about to rise when the sun is just rising and you get that first like breath like that fresh what that breath of fresh air there we go 
um it's like very like just calming and it like calms your spirit like I don't know how to explain it um but like just meditating and thinking about like what you're grateful for or like thinking about like what your purpose is because for me personally I was letting a lot of outside influences have an effect on like my life decisions and so that's why I wanted to work on my you know spirituality because like at the end of the day my relationship with God or like you know just spiritually is like a personal relationship it doesn't have other people interfering with it so literally like meditating or journaling like writing out your feelings I know I said in like my Instagram video I was saying like talking into the space talking into your space and talking to yourself and journaling really helps especially if you don't like talking to people it really helps and like I just started doing crystals like getting into like crystals and learning about crystals and stuff so like that's you know fun but like just all of that can really like help your mental health I feel like so yeah that's all I have um what I was gonna say was um this is for teenagers really um I'm a very I'm a big self-care person like being being able to take care of yourself but that's all well that's all what um mental health habits are but very big emphasis on self-care not others care self care um school school is extremely stressful for uh, uh just students in general because i've seen a statistic i do not put in percentage but most of school is like your your mental level in school is like the same mental level of mental patients right way back in the day and i'm just like wow they do put so much on us and people do not know how to take care of it um in a very healthy way um people uh, like mm, failing uh, let's do the past year I'm, I'm gonna say the past year this past year lack of motivation was a big thing for everybody no one wanted to get up for eight hours look at a computer screen every day i sure didn't who, who wants to wake up sit up look at the teacher and do work in your own comfort of your own home. All the snacks downstairs, Netflix is right there, the game right there, and, and you want us to sit in our houses on our computers for eight hours a day? No, ma'am, no one wanted to do it. And then when we got back to school, in our state, we, 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 we didn't got back to school, so you know. And uh, people are struggling to get the grades up because you gave us eight months of freedom, eight months to do basically whatever we want, because it was a penny and it was just a lot. And most people do not know how to cope with that. People do not know how to separate work from home. I hate the term home homework. Excuse me? What, what is homework? Stop giving me that bull crap. They don't do nothing to me. It's just a bull crap, bull crap grade at the end of the semester. And I don't like it at all. So people do not know how to balance that work work um home like statement most parents won't even let you and basically what i'm trying to say is to be to to put yourself into that self-care mindset is do what's happy for you don't do what other people do that are happy don't go on instagram all you see is models and people wearing these nice clothes don't look at them do what's right for you 
if you're struggling in school, take a day off. I'm big on taking days off. I'd be like, Ma, listen, man, let me miss first period or let me miss half the day and I'll go in. I'll go in early tomorrow and do some extra work. That's all you got to do. I mean, some parents, my mother's real nice. She, she's not really strict, but other parents, you know, you have to be able to take a time for yourself because you're going to get, most people don't know, and black people especially, is <sighs> overworking, exhaustion, Kayla, <clears throat> Jalen, <clears throat> overworking and exhaustion. This is, this is a dude at my job. He would have worked every day, six, eight hour shifts, and then worry about it. By the end of his shift, he's tired. Your brain does not have the mental capacity to be working, 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 working. You can't do that. You're going to cause some issues in your brain and it ain't going to get fixed. You can't do that. You have to give your mind the, the, the mental state to sit down and rest. <laughs> Kayla, you have to give yourself the time to sit down and breathe. Go to the beach. Go read a book. Self-care is a really big thing and it should be taught in school, but it's not. Really, I don't think no one I know, not to shit on y'all, knows how to take care of themselves in a healthy way. And me the same. I'm not saying we're not all perfect, but it's just self-care. Okay. Um, I want to say you are absolutely correct. I was gonna mention like self-care, but um the part with resting, sleep is a big thing to like do. Not getting enough sleep can really affect your mental health, but also too much sleep can also affect your mental health too. You have to make sure you get the right amount of sleep. Me personally, I don't sleep at all. I get at least two hours of sleep, wake up, go to school, go to work, and then come home and do the same thing over again. And mentally, I'm not okay. I I am not. A... Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. But like for real, I, I don't. I don't sleep and I can see that's taking a toll on how I act. It's affecting like my relationships and bonds within my household. It's affecting how I am towards certain people. And honestly, if you don't have a good mental health, it can affect yourself. It can affect the others around you and it can affect how your life is in the future too. So pretty much what they're all saying is the right things to affect your, um, to, um, yeah, um, approve your mental health. All right, y'all, boy. We actually got a small glimpse of our next one called Growing Up Black. That's our next one. Details coming soon. I do appreciate all of y'all listening to this podcast today. It has been fun, and we will see you guys on the flip side. And don't forget. Niggas gonna need. I didn't know who to say it. Sorry, why didn't you just say it? Not him pointing to the audience like he door the explorer. Right, and hold on, hold on. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at bidc dot underscore, and we also have a TikTok that's at Blacks in the Corner, and we also have a YouTube that's at Blacks in the Corner. So go subscribe to that, go follow that, and go follow that. Thank you. Now continue. Thank you, and the niggas are gonna need. Dun, dun, dun.